The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? No, I can't. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Off to the races, and he stays on his feet. This is going to go the distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Happy Wednesday, everybody. It is hump day. Welcome to Fantasy Football Today. We're going to look at the most traded players in CBS Sports Leagues. And I got to tell you... It is a boring list. Wow. Kareem Hunt, Brian Robinson are the top two on the most traded list. Najee Harris and James Robinson are also in the top five. Boring. But you know what we're going to do to spice it up, guys? It's Fantasy Jeopardy Day for the first time this season. Heath, happy Fantasy Jeopardy Day. Is that going to be related to the most traded list? No. So we could... Since you just gave us the most traded list and told us how boring it is, just not take a look at the most traded list again. If you go down about 12 players deep into the most traded list, it gets pretty good. You got Zeke on there. You got Keenan Allen. You got Chris Godwin. You got uh, Debo Samuel on there. So we'll just skip around and go to the interesting players. Good morning, Dave. How's it going? If one of the questions is, this player was the first name mentioned on today's podcast, I think I'll get it right. (laughs) Who is Brian Robinson? Mm-hmm. All right, no, I got I it right. You said Kareem Hunt first. You did say Oh, Kareem I did. Hunt oh, first, I got so it wrong. You... <laughs> oh, already. Uh, all right, well, there's actually a new segment that we have to start with. It's called the Adam, You Were Right clip of the day. Or, as some people might say, the Adam, You Were Right clip of the day. So let's play a clip from one week ago, almost exactly one week ago. And here it is The trade deadline is a real thing in football now, which is very fun. And who should we be looking at here to gain or lose value, I guess, as the trade deadline approaches? Dave's face. Yeah. We should go back. If you're not watching on YouTube, this is why you should. Because my I made the hmm when Adam said the trade deadline is a real thing in the NFL now. Yeah. Dave's Dave's face went, hmm. Yeah. I like there have been <laughs> Believe two <it> or trades. <laughs> I, it used to be, I would it used to be not zero be surprised. of consequence. 
That's right, Adam. You were right. So what was the trade yesterday of fantasy football consequence? Oh, come on. TJ Hawkinson, Chase Claypool, Jeff Wilson, Naeem Hines. What happened to to TJ Hawkinson's value yesterday? But this, we had a lot of trades yesterday. This was, this never used to exist like this. Never. No, it did. It it was a great day for the NFL. I came away, I'm not arguing, like you said, for the the trade deadline in the NFL is a real thing. And I 100% agree with that. You were right (laughs) about that. Adam, you were right. Thank you. I do not feel really moved at all by the trade deadline moves yesterday from a fantasy perspective. Well, I mean, that's fair. I, I, I think uh, whether guys gained or lost a lot of value is, is up for debate, and we can talk about that right now. But at least we have hey, an hold interesting on, day on, in the on, NFL hold on, hold on, calendar. Did you make one ad drop request? That involved a player that was moved yesterday. Oh, yeah. Any of your leagues. Oh, yeah. Big I'm time. talking to Heath. Oh. One. Did you put in a claim for Jeff Wilson somewhere or Naheem no. Hines? Not no. one. Yeah. How many leagues are you in? Naheem Hines? Anybody. Anybody that was moved or impacted by a move. No. Did you make one waiver request? Not that I can remember. Okay. Well, see, in that case, I would say that your perspective is, I, I guess, warranted because if you didn't make a move of consequence because of any of the moves yesterday, that's fine. In one or two of my leagues, I did put in a claim for Naeem Hines or Jeff Wilson if they were out there. Mm-hmm. I wasn't so you dying to get them, and I wasn't singing from the rooftops that I wanted to get those guys on my team, but they were out there, and they're bench guys. So that's some consequence for fantasy. It was an exciting trade deadline. Yeah. Adam, you were right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I cut that clip too. Uh, no, I look, obviously um, it wasn't like earth shattering or anything, but just the fact that moves were made is exciting. Uh, and I think Jeff Wilson, I definitely put in some claims for. Um, and I, you know, in a 10 team league, we, I got George Pickens. Is uh, the second leading target getter on the team is now gone. But let's talk about it, guys. You know, Heath, big big winners or losers doesn't sound like you like you said you weren't too moved. But what what do you uh, what are your takeaways from the trade deadline? Um, I think it was really good for Justin Fields that he got another wide receiver. Although I again I think that could be more of a 2023 thing. I'm always skeptical of wide receivers who move in the middle of a season having a big impact. And I don't know how similar the Bears' offense is to anything anybody else is doing in the NFL right now, especially the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, so I do think Claypool's got a learning curve there. I think it was bad for Darnell yeah. Mooney. Yep. Uh, um, the Hawkinson trade was obviously like the, the most exciting, probably, from a real football perspective and the most confusing. Um, the Vikings have thrown 18% of their passes this year to tight ends. And so if that's going to change, then I think that's probably a problem for somebody in that offense. And if it's not going to change, then TJ Hawkinson might even be worse than he was in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Cousins is really not having a very good year. He's averaging his lowest, second lowest yards per attempt of his career. He's down, I don't know, 20 yards per game or so from where he's usually at. Maybe that's a little much, but he's he's got yeah. one of the lowest air yards per pass attempt in the NFL. So maybe he just gets better. Yards go up and, you know, the offense. Well, I don't think TJ Hawkinson is going to probably help his, like throwing it to TJ Hawkinson has not helped anybody's yards per attempt. Well, it did for Jared Goff in that one game against Seattle earlier this year. Okay. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, here's not, where not I, a lot of tight ends can get 180 yards in a game or whatever he had. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Listen, do you remember mm-hmm. earlier this year, uh, Irv Smith, I think it was like week one, Irv Smith did nothing, and then week two, Irv Smith did something. And after the game, Kevin O'Connell said that it was scheme-dependent how that they would use Irv Smith from game to game. And I wonder, first of all, they needed a, a decent tight end with Irv Smith going on the shelf for a while with his ankle sprain. And Hawkinson became available. The Lions clearly did not want to pay him his fifth-year option. And here's a guy that can beat cover one and cover two pretty regularly. You go back and look at what he did against those schemes in 2021 and 2022. He's pretty good. So my guess is that he's still going to be kind of like matchup dependent as far as football goes from the Vikings perspective. But I I tend to agree with Heath that there's just not much of an upgrade here for Hawkinson other than I think if you go from Goff to Cousins, it's at minimum a a slight upgrade in terms of quarterback play. It should be based on our opinions. I think most most metrics would say that Goff's been better than Cousins this year. Um, But I I just do do want to say like, that was Irv Smith's season high in targets and catches in week two, that game you were talking about. Mm -hmm. He also had five catches for 36 yards. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So, so let me, because we did a 22 minute bonus pod on that, on all of this stuff from yesterday is me and Jamie, you can go back and listen to it. Hopefully you've already listened to it. So I don't want to just repeat everything. So I'm just going to ask you some questions here and we can, we can move along. Uh, do you think TJ Hawkinson is at least a must roster tight end? Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Must start. Probably low end starter. I I could see myself ranking him as a top twelve tight end each week. Okay. Would you rather have Chase Claypool or Darnell Mooney? Because as of yesterday, they were rostered in about the same amount of leagues. Hmm. You know, Mooney really just hasn't been good this year. And Claypool's got a chance to eventually, like, fill into this offense. And we've seen him. He probably is. He has to have more 15-point PPR games than Mooney. I will lean toward Claypool, but I don't feel great about either one. Yeah, I think he does probably. But he's also been playing on an offense that throws it, like, almost literally twice as often um, as the Bears. I, I would slightly lean towards Claypool. I think the other problem for him is like if you think it might take him a few weeks to get going, we've talked about it. They have a great schedule right now and then it turns pretty pretty rough for a while towards the end of the season. So I, I he may get fully acclimated in the offense right about the time they start playing good defenses. Okay, uh would you do you see a big boost for Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, uh Pat Fryermuth? Maybe Najee Harris or Amonro St. Brown or Josh Reynolds or something like that. Do you see a big boost for these wide receivers who, uh, who just lost a weapon on their offense? What, what I wrote yesterday was that Deontay Johnson and Pickens, people were talking about dropping on their bye week, and this made me not want to drop them. Agreed. Um, I don't know that it's necessarily going to make me want to start them. I think they're going to live in that wide receiver three range unless Pickett makes a big improvement. And he could. It's the bye week. He's a rookie quarterback. Like, he could take a leap in the second half. If he does, then they could both be starters. But for now, I think they're both kind of in that. Just we talk about all the boom bust number three wide receivers. They they're at the end of the group. Uh, Dave, what do you think about Jeff Wilson going to the Dolphins? Is this bad news for Raheem Mostert? Yep. 
because they, they've realized that they need some better depth at running back than what they have. And getting rid of Chase Edmonds is an admission of a mistake there. And Mike McDaniel is running back into the arms of a player that he's used before and knows and trusts. And unlike Chase Claypool, I think Jeff Wilson could slide right in and play as soon as this week against Chicago and know exactly what he's doing. He's also someone who could contend for short yardage goal line duties, which they've been kind of hesitant to give Raheem Mostert this year. So I, I'm I'm a little discouraged with it. I still like Mostert better. For example, I still like Mostert as a number two running back this week. But I, I think Jeff Wilson could end up being a thorn in the side of Mostert, and they could both fall into flex territory maybe in two or three games. Do you think Mostert takes touches away or is just better protection than they had in case Mostert – or Wilson takes touches away or is just better protection? No, I, I think their philosophy is to use multiple running backs. Right, but they've been doing that. And they've been struggling with that second running back. Right, so that's what I'm saying. Like, Does he just do a better job with the touches they've already been giving to other running backs? As sure, I kind of view it, as, that, that definitely he's not means impacting Mostert. Sure, but like I think it does put a cap on Mostert moving forward. Mm-hmm. Like he's still going to play around sixty to sixty-five percent of the snaps. I feel good about that. I feel good about him getting around thirteen carries a game. Mm, well, he's been. He I think he's been fourteen runs. or more carries in like four or five straight games. Uh, one thing I'm wondering about the passing game because I, I mentioned this with Jamie yesterday, but in 2020, Mostert and Wilson were basically splitting work evenly for a four-game stretch late in the year, and then Mostert, of course, got hurt. And Wilson and Jarek McKinnon, who was on the 49ers at the time, were getting the passing downs work, the third down work, and Mostert did not. But on the Dolphins, yep. Mostert has been. So, he has. He's you know, been leading I, the way. It's a different team from well, two years I, ago, but it is, you know, the same, same. It was Mike McDaniel, so I don't know if, if he actually, if Wilson comes in and plays a passing downs role and, and Mostert loses that role, I don't know. I do not think that would. I, I'm. I'm not sure how much we would notice. Raheem Mostert has one game with more than one catch in the last month. Yeah, right. They don't throw to their running backs. So I anyway. don't. Like, is he going to lose that 1.6 PPR fantasy points? Right. I think he'll be okay. All right. Uh, would you rather have Mostert or Antonio Gibson rest of season? Mostert. Yep. Would you rather have Mostert or Zeke? Mostert. Yeah. All right. Well, I think Close. Wilson, knowing the history for, for Mostert, the injury history, Wilson was definitely someone I was trying to add. Deion Jackson was someone I was trying to add because Jonathan Taylor's got this lingering ankle issue. He briefly left last week's game. And I still think Deion Jackson is the handcuff. A lot, I think a lot of people are feeling excited about Zach Moss. Who do you guys think is the handcuff for Jonathan Taylor? I think it's going to vary from game to game. Or I shouldn't say game to game. I think it's going to vary based on how Zach Moss gets acclimated into the offense. For example, this week, for sure, Deion Jackson. I would imagine him to be that guy. But if two weeks from now, Zach Moss you know, shows the coaching staff something in practice and has a couple of long runs in a game, long runs being for him like five yards, then I think he could overtake Deion Jackson. We've seen Zach Moss do a decent job catching the ball. He did it in week one. So there, there's an opportunity there for Zach Moss long-term. I wouldn't get so comfortable with Deion Jackson, but if I had Jonathan Taylor and I wanted to safeguard Jonathan Taylor, Jackson would be the guy I would add now. Moss maybe in a couple of weeks if he earns a role and we see that play out. And I I don't – I just don't – like I, th- I think it's probably 50-50, maybe a slight edge to Jackson. Um, but I also don't think that the handcuff to Jonathan Taylor is as attractive with Sam Ellinger at quarterback as it was with Matt Ryan. 
They are not good at running the ball. They can't block very well. And now they have a quarterback that's probably not going to throw more than three or four passes a game to running back. It's true. And that's been a trend with Ellinger going back to his college days at Texas. All right. One more thing here is Hines to the Bills. I assume you can just drop James Cook. Yes. And yeah, Heath, you didn't seem to think Hines gained any value, really. I think he'll probably have a couple of games with like eight catches. And then the next week he'll have one catch. Mm-hmm. Um, this stinks I, for Singletary, I, doesn't it? Doesn't this stink for Singletary? Doesn't this bad for Singletary? Sure. It's, it was a slight downgrade for Singletary because it removes... I don't know if it removes. There could be a week in two weeks where Singletary has eight catches and Naeem Hines, for some reason, doesn't hardly have an impact. Um, I don't... I I think this Buffalo running back situation remains gross. Uh, last thing. what? How would you value Calvin Ridley? Would you give up a second round rookie pick next year for Calvin Ridley, who's now on the Jaguars. For sure, if I'm good. Yes. How old is Ridley going to be next year? Is it 29? Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think Calvin should be in a position to be the number one receiver in Jacksonville for at least the next two seasons. I think they got to sign him to an extension first in order for that statement to be true. But I, I do believe that he will be that top guy for Jacksonville moving forward. And those types of players are probably worth more than a random second-round pick in Dynasty. Let's get going here with our show. News and notes. Brandon Cooks mispracticed and didn't seem too happy about not being traded. And are you ranking him for this Thursday's game? We'll, we'll talk about it in a little bit. Brandon Cooks against the Eagles. Oh, I'm ranking him. <laughs> not, not very high, I gather. Not very high. Okay. Why is he over 40-ish? All right. And let's see. Chidobia Wuzie is out for the season for the Bengals. That is a big, big loss for them. Starting cornerback, one of their better players. And the Colts fired their offensive coordinator, Marcus Brady. That'll uh, fix it. Yeah, everything's going to be fine now. <laughs> favorite buy low, favorite sell high. Dave, you get to go first. Who are you buying low on? My favorite buy low right now. Uh, I think it would probably I'll go with the quarterback position and I'll say Tom Brady and just the fact that he's basically a, a called back touchdown and a drop deep ball touchdown away from like being fine for fantasy. And that's what's happened to him over the past two games. He's made, he's had some mistakes and he's had some bad moments and what's happening inside of 10 yards. is It's very weird. For example, his last three games, 29 pass attempts inside of 10 yards, two touchdowns. That's it. That's weird. But I, I can't help but think that they'll fix that. He's working around the offensive line. His receivers are too good to keep struggling like this. He's too good to keep struggling like this. And the people who have him in fantasy, they are tired of having him not come through for 25-plus fantasy points. I think he's a terrific quarterback to go get on the cheap right now. <laughs> that, that would have been my favorite by low, um, even though I do think like there is something definitely. He's not as good, for sure. But... It doesn't really matter. He's first in the NFL in pass attempts. He's second in the NFL in passing yards. He's tied for 17th in touchdowns. Mm. If he had a 4% touchdown rate, which would be his second lowest of the last decade, he would have 13 passing touchdowns and he'd be QB 11 right now. So he can be bad and still be a starter. And my favorite by low, if I can't have Tom Brady, would be Chris Godwin, which is attached to the very same problem. He has zero touchdowns on 55 targets. <laughs> He's getting double-digit targets every single week. He should be a top 10 wide receiver rest of season. Okay. I was going to ask if you still had faith because last week Chris Godwin was the buy low and 
I kind of brought it up. Is he the same player? I just don't know. And you know, the me- the metrics are are weird for him. You know, just everything but worse. If he's just as bad as he's been, he's giving you 12, 12, 15, 11, 13 fantasy points with no touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that guy is, a nice is going, if, if he scores two touchdowns in that stretch, that's a very good stretch for a wide receiver. Yeah. And he's actually, despite missing some time, he's actually tied with Mike Evans for the most green zone targets on the team. So he and Evans both have four targets inside the 10-yard line to lead the team. So, all right, you guys are buying low on the Bucks offense. I guess I will ask you just vaguely, the Bucks, the Broncos, the Packers, the Ravens, four, I mean, the Ravens, I'll put with a question mark, four struggling offenses. Do you have as much faith in turnarounds in the other three offenses maybe we can do the Ravens separately they're a little bit different but for the Broncos right. they and the just Packers, started to turn it around last week I mean the pack I, I the Packers we don't feel the same way about their passing game right like we're not buying low on, on Aaron Rodgers it's really yeah it's hard to I kind of like Rodgers this week because of the matchup against the Lions right and theoretically I mean, look he's going to get Lazard back Christian Watson, we'll see what he can contribute once he gets over the concussion that he suffered last week. Romeo Dobbs took a step forward. They had to use him last week. And after one bad target early on, I actually thought he played pretty well. So they're going to need to cultivate these targets and players that they have. And they're going to get Lazard back. You can make the case that Rodgers, look, I'm not going to call him a buy low because really what are you trading for Aaron Rodgers at this point? You're a guy on your bench, maybe. That's what it is. But as far as him rebounding and becoming a better fantasy quarterback, I don't think we can rule out multiple games of 22 to 25 fantasy points from him moving forward. That's yeah. And he's been right around 20 to he's 19 to 21 almost every week. Uh, and we're not saying like buy low on Russell Wilson or Cortland Sutton or anything like that, are we? No. Uh, no. No. I don't know how many different I wouldn't, I wouldn't <laughs> used to say no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that'd be really, really low. What about Lamar Jackson? Do you think he's a buy low, or do you think people still value him and view him people as a still value stud? Him. And yeah, he's an elite fantasy quarterback. If somebody thinks he's not, you should trade for him. Is he an elite fantasy quarterback if he doesn't have Mark Andrews and Rashad Bateman this week? He did last week, or he was last week. No, he wasn't. He's yeah, Mark like, Andrews got hurt in the first half. He had half. 25 Bateman fantasy points. Oh, he did. He oh, I'm sorry. Fantasy I forgot points. about it. I'm sorry. My bad. My bad. Um, yeah, you're right. So do you, do you view him that way? Because that was after, what, four straight games? with Yeah, four straight games with 18 or fewer fantasy points. we, we got to be careful with how much we care about sequencing. He had way too many touchdowns in the first month of the season and averaged like 35 fantasy points a game. All the touchdowns disappeared for a month. <laughs> Just expect him to be 25 to 26 fantasy points a game. All right, let's and go to sell. Here's the other exercise. Or so high. Here's the exercise. Can you name five quarterbacks you'd rather have than Lamar Jackson on your fantasy no teams? No. All right, sell okay. high. Who are your favorite sell highs? Uh, Dave. I would like to sell high on Dak Prescott. In fact, I would like to try and turn Dak Prescott into Tom Brady. And I bet you could even get a player back with Brady if you give up on Dak. The reason why I'm selling high on Dak is because the 29 points that he had last week included a rushing touchdown. I don't know how often he's going to be able to do that. And Adam, you nailed it on the podcast yesterday. The matchups moving forward for Dallas aren't bad for Dak, 
but they're really good for their defense. And that might mean that they can just keep running the football. Zeke will get healthy eventually. He'll contribute. Pollard's been awesome. They might not need Dak to put up 300 yards and three touchdowns every single week. So I, I, I feel like you're kind of getting ahead of it if you trade Dak now. Otherwise, he'll be a guy that lives right around 20 to 22 fantasy points, and that's still a top-12 quarterback. But I think somebody like Brady can be better than that moving forward. Yeah, they have nine games left, and only two of them, only two of those opponents rank higher than 20th in points scored, you know, in scoring per game. Mm -hmm. So they've just got a lot of lousy offenses. Green Bay, Giants, Colts, Texans, Jaguars, Tennessee. And then there are two games against Minnesota and Philadelphia. So it's just this is a really run-heavy team with one of the best defenses in football. Heath, who's your favorite sell high? Uh, Dave talked about this one yesterday on the show, but I was, so, I was afraid he was going to say my favorite one again. Uh, Zach Ertz, 12.5% target share since DeAndre Hopkins came back. Only had a 14% target share with Hopkins last year. Um, I am really concerned the floor could completely fall out for Ertz even before Marquise Brown comes back. And when Marquise Brown comes back, I'm not sure. Like he's just a touchdown dependent, low end tight end. Right now, somebody looks at the standings and if they just look at not points per game, he's tight end three on the year. People might think they have a difference maker at tight end. I would mm -hmm. like to trade him away. Well, see if someone still might think that. And you can still find some decent tight ends on the waiver wire. There were a bunch of them that we were sniping off the waiver wire this past week it was a crazy week. just there were five tight ends i had under 60 percent that i really wanted to add this week that's um really really crazy you know there were i was thinking like what well, zach Ertz has obviously been you know not bad the last two games but not that involved nine targets in his last two games with hopkins back and i was thinking well is this just weird because marquise brown was among the target leaders in the nfl before Hopkins came back, but Hopkins has a 37% target share. Marquise Brown had a 25.4% target share. So it is, I mean, maybe that comes down. Maybe it's more like 30% going forward for Hopkins. But it, I thought that the loss of Marquise Brown would be, you know, basically canceled out by the gain of DeAndre Hopkins. And then you wouldn't really see a, a loss in target share for Zach Ertz. But Hopkins is actually crushing Marquise Brown in target share through two games. Uh, I want to ask you about Deontay Foreman. He's a name that came up a lot in our chat last night. We have a lot of live streams for you that are YouTube exclusive on youtube.com slash fantasy football today. And Tuesday night at every Sunday morning. Yeah. Tuesday night at 8, 8 p.m., Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern, and Sunday morning at 11.30 a.m. Eastern, just answering questions for an hour and a half. But people uh, are, are, I think, pretty in on Deontay Foreman. He's coming off a great be. game with over 20 carries, with multiple touchdowns. They should, okay, they should be. So you don't think Deontay Foreman is a sell high? Like, would you rather have Foreman over Raheem Mostert? Yes. I, I like the schedule that he's got left. You can't argue with his workload. Two weeks ago, I, I was in the Chuba camp because I thought that Chuba would be used more on passing downs. I thought the Panthers would be trailing. And that still could come to fruition once Chuba comes back. But how do you ignore what happened last week when Chuba wasn't available? And Foreman against an Atlanta defense that actually had been pretty good against the run just absolutely annihilated them. You can't ignore that. I don't think the Panthers coaches could ignore that. I'd be surprised if they went back to a straight-up 
50-50 split where Hubbard is taking on a lot of, of rushing downs like he was in, in the first game when the two of them played after McCaffrey got traded. So I think Foreman's got some staying power. I think he's got a shot to be pretty good. And by the way, that offensive line in Carolina, last two games, they've been playing well. It's true. And we saw Foreman average 90 yards per game in his last six games with the Titans last year. He was a very good running back prospect who suffered a devastating injury and looks to be all the way back. I think he's good. Um, like I wouldn't say, I think he's right there with Raheem Mostert. I think their workload when Chuba Hubbard and Jeff Wilson are fully acclimated are probably really similar and Mostert isn't the better offense. So I might rather have Mostert, but if there's no Hubbard, I'd much rather start Foreman this week. No doubt about that. And I think I'd take Foreman rest of season over Mostert as well, just given the makeup of those teams. Now I said that he's not a sell high, but if you can package Foreman with something else to move up to get Aaron Jones or Joe Mixon or, you know, running back even better than that, a tier above that, of course, please. What would you give it. with, this is an, I think, uh, <clears throat> cause it's an, it's another guy who, I don't know if he's a buy low or if he's a sell low, but hmm. what would you package with Foreman to get DeAndre Swift? I don't think I would have to package that much. I think I would start by offering if I wanted to make that swap. That's what I'm saying. Do you want to make I that don't swap? even know if I want to do it. I might rather have Foreman rest of the season oh, than Swift. Wow. Because, listen, I, I am a little bit nervous about Swift after what we saw in his first game back He said he week. wasn't 100% still. He did say When's that. When's he ever going to be 100%? And he's never going to get that goal line job. He didn't have it earlier this year. What so would you I'm, give with Foreman to get nervous Taylor? As Swift. Now, if, if you think – that Swift is an amazing talent that last week he was just knocking rust off. You want to give up Foreman for Swift? I, I can't fault you for that, but they're pretty close to even on the trade chart. Adam, would you rank Deontay Foreman, Jonathan Taylor, and DeAndre Swift rest of the season? Yeah, I would go Taylor, Swift, Foreman. And I would only take Taylor over Swift because as much as I'm worried about Taylor's ankle, I just think Swift has more injury concern. If they were, if you told me that neither of them, none of them were going to get injured, I'd go Swift, Taylor, Foreman. I just don't like running backs on bad teams that do not catch the ball. And I look, the Panthers have been playing better. I actually think Foreman's success is tied to P.J. Walker because he's been a breath of fresh air for them. And, you know, if he can, no keep, them, if he can keep them competitive, they don't even have to win. They just have to be competitive. Have good, like, like the Texans and Damian Pierce, right? Um, but at least Damian Pierce can get you some, some production in the passing game. I think when Hubbard comes back, you know, you could see a lot of zero catch games. And I, I compared him to Brian Robinson, who I thought was a great sell high a few weeks ago. And you see his, like his trade value mm -hmm. is zero now. Foreman's yes. better than Brian Robinson, like for sure. But I, he's a better version of Brian Robinson to me because I think he's, I still think he's on a bad team. He's going to have very, very little role on third down, if, if, if any. Um, and, um, you know, so. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I do think that it's there's a small chance, and we've understated ankle injuries, especially high ankle sprains in the past when guys are playing through them. You made a big case about this with Saquon Barkley, um, and Taylor's not currently the same guy, and the offensive line's not the same, but I do think there's a small chance that Jonathan Taylor is a running back on a bad team who does not catch the ball. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's just he's Jonathan Taylor. I, I can't really take Deontay Fort. Would you take Deontay Foreman over him? I don't no. think so. I just don't know if there's a big difference. 
it's I, dumb. There's I'm all about selling Taylor. I, I already I sold Taylor in one league. I just said yesterday, make me your best offer for Jonathan Taylor. I want two starters for Jonathan Taylor. I've gotten really bad offers so far. Um, but yeah, I'm trying does to it, trade Taylor. Does it mean anything to you? And sure, he's not the same guy. He's not scoring in the Colts offense. The O-line, not the same as it was last year. He's had 26 runs over the last two weeks. 11 of them have gone for five plus yards. That's yeah. that's a pretty good rate. He actually is still maintained uh, top 15 efficiency in a lot of rushing categories that matter. Yeah, so I'm good. I I don't mind trying to buy Taylor on the low low. However, I'd wait a week because he's got the Patriots this week, and that's probably going to be a, a challenge for him. Okay, so let's uh, we're going to do the Thursday night game in a minute. I do want to tell you about Indochino. You know, it's hard to find the perfect suit. But it's not hard to find the suit that is perfect for you. You go to Indochino.com and you design everything. You submit your measurements. You pick out your fabrics, your colors, your pleats, your everything, your, your patterns, the monogram on the inside of the jacket, everything, every little detail about your suit, and you're going to love it. I mean, it's like a kid in a candy store when you're making your own suit and you get this awesome $50 discount on any purchase of $3.99 or more if you go to Indochino.com and use the code FFT. That's I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com, promo code FFT. You've heard me talk about it enough. You know how much I love my Indochino suit. It's totally genuine. It's the best suit I have. And I think the most important thing is, you know, it, it's not expensive for what you're getting. It, you might be, okay, they, they started for, for, at $449, right? $449 for a made-for-you suit. And that's really not a lot. People pay double that. People pay more than that for custom suits. And this is gorgeous. It's going to last you a really long time, and you're going to look great in it. And the other thing is, if you go the cheap route, go to a store and buy a cheaper suit, it's not going to fit you that well. It's not going to look that good. You're going to take it to a tailor. That's expensive. Just do it the right way and go to Indochino. You're going to absolutely love the finished product, and you're going to love wearing it. So again, design your perfect suit with Indochino to get $50 off any purchase of $3.99 or more. Use the promo code FFT at Indochino.com. They have more than suits, by the way, too. They got great shirts. They got great menswear. I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com. Promo code is FFT for Indochino. Okay, so we're a little behind, guys. So I'm going to ask for a five-minute... Well, you know, the trade deadline stuff threw us off a little. A five-minute preview of the Thursday night game. Dave, cue the music. na 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 the Eagles at the Texans, to me, honestly, is a, a more difficult game to preview than I than I expected. What? Yeah, because I think Devontae Smith and Damian Pierce and Miles Sanders I, are are are, are uh, you know you could have a lot of questions about them. You don't agree? I I would like to start all of my Eagles. Yes. Maybe Devontae Smith. You have two to three wide receivers you like more, but that's only because you have. Four top 20 wide receivers, apparently. Good job. Hmm. Um, I'm not scared of the Eagles' run defense right now. They've basically given up 130 yards to running backs three weeks in a row. They're, I, I have a great stat. Can I throw it a stat? I, and I, and Damian Pierce is hugely involved in the passing game now and really good. Yeah, There's not enough good running backs to sit Damian Pierce. Okay, wait, wait, here, here's my stat. You're probably right. We can do this game pretty quickly. Running backs. Okay, so the Eagles drafted Jordan Davis, a gigantic Uh man in the first round. And he basically only plays on running downs. But he is already one of the best run stoppers in football. Running backs are averaging 6.1 yards per carry against the Eagles when Jordan Davis is off the field. 
3.46 yards per carry when Jordan Davis is on the field. He has a high ankle sprain. He will be off the field for a while. So it's not a bad matchup. I think, I, I guess I was worried about score. I was worried about a potential blowout here. You're talking about one of the best, the best team in football, maybe, going up against the Texans. He is involved in the passing game, Damian Pierce, yes. Do you like him better than Miles Sanders, though, who has this amazing matchup against a team that's allowed 20 or more PPR fantasy points to nine running backs in their last 13 games dating back to 2021? Sanders or Pierce? They are back-to-back for me. They are both top 12 for me. I have Sanders higher than Pierce in PPR because the Texans' run defense is brutal, and they're playing on a short week. They've got to turn it around quickly. Sanders only had nine carries last week. He's going to be fresh as a daisy going into this game. Yeah, I th- I think um, in non PPR they're just about that close and bo- both top twelve for me as well. In full PPR there's a little more distance, but they're both top fifteen, and I'm starting both. I prefer Pierce in both formats. You got really lucky with Pierce last week, by the way. He was having a miserable game until the final drive. The final drive kind of changed all the stats. Total garbage time padding for the Texans. Not just for him, but also for Brandon I don't want to hear total garbage time padding from you, Dave Richard. Oh, whatever. Mr. Joe Burrow delivers you a victory <laughs> when he shouldn't even have been in this stupid football game. Uh, there wasn't any It's 32-6 no to six with whatsoever. eight minutes left, and you're playing your franchise quarterback? I'm what not saying doing? that garbage time stats shouldn't count. <laughs> I'm just saying you get a little lucky sometimes with players who play in garbage time. And Damian Pierce and Brandon Cooks are examples of that from last week, and I guess Joe Burrow, too. So that's fine. You can certainly count on that for, for Pierce if you want. I'm starting Pierce. He's too good of a player to, to completely pass well, up. It wasn't, and I love your stat, Adam. <laughs> it wasn't garbage time, by the way. I mean, that game, that game came down to an onside kick. It was, what, 17-3 to three late, so you had... Yeah, it was only a Joe Burrow's was most certainly Joe Burrow's was garbage time, and that, the whole game was garbage for them. But what's the definition of garbage time? Uh, you have no chance to win. The mm. game's over. All right, so maybe after the coin toss was garbage time for the Texans, <laughs> and that's what that's it what will this be week tomorrow will be. night. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think you're right. All right, so Devontae Smith. I mean, look, you could say I want to start Devontae Smith, but you got to worry a little bit about pass attempts here, um, which haven't necessarily mattered for Devontae Smith, but. Let me just see. He's got he's got uh, fewer than 50 yards in four out of seven games. So that's not good. He also doesn't get a lot of red zone targets. He has four red zone, two green zone targets. He has two touchdowns this year. Um, you know, is it that easy to just say start Devontae Smith? He is the most difficult call in this game. Mm-hmm. True. Okay. So let's talk about some wide receivers that you'd start ahead of him and, and behind him. G, uh, DJ Moore, Devontae Smith. Give me more. <laughs> I believe I have more ranked higher. I do. You, Dave, have Tyler Boyd and Juju Smith-Schuster right behind Devontae Smith. You going to stick with that? I think I will. Heath, how about you, Boyd? I have you? them both Boyd? ahead of Boyd I have them both ahead of him. Ahead, okay. How about, um, how about Christian Kirk against the Raiders? That's Devontae. I will take Kirk. How about Michael Pittman or Smith? Devontae. I will take Devontae. I'm going to start Devontae over any receiver who, who's, I can't say upside, but maybe like just most likely outcome is 12 PPR points. 
Like, I will take the chance on Smith outscoring 12 PPR points. Now, the one guy that you might say I'm crazy for ranking him ahead of is Juju because Juju has blasted 12 PPR points in his past few games. So that one I might go back and double-check on. But I, I think that Smith's upside just shouldn't be ignored, especially against Houston. Their defense, they look terrible against the – they were horrible against the run last week. No, not against the pass. They're, they're, they were, they, yeah, they looked amazing against the 10 Well, no, they've actually been threw. good against the pass, basically. So they they are like top five against quarterbacks and wide receivers. They have two cornerbacks who are ranked in the top 24 in coverage grade by PFF. Um, Steven Nelson, and uh, he's like fifth best or something. And yeah, He's having a good year. And uh, their slot corner, whose name eludes me at the moment. But I, I think it's been a lot of competition. You know, they faced two good offenses this year, and both offenses put up over 30 points. It was the Raiders and the Chargers. And you can even debate how good those offenses are. So I'm not really buying their pass defense. But I just want to say, on paper, they've done a very good job against wide receivers. They've done a very good job against, uh, against uh, quarterbacks as well. So Brandon Cooks is the last one I'll ask you about here. Brandon Cooks. Um, no. Brandon Cooks or Michael Pittman? <laughs> Pittman. Yeah. I, I wonder if Cooks's ceiling is 12 PPR points. I, I wonder if Cooks is not going to play. Just yeah. because of how he reacted this week? Maybe. Um, Th- that'll make him an easy sit. Brandon Cooks or Garrett Wilson? I'll take the chance on Wilson. I do have Cooks one spot ahead of Wilson right now. I have Cooks ahead of Zay Jones, Alec Pierce, Marvin Jones, Julio Jones. Um... Donovan Peoples-Jones. Well, he's not playing yeah. this week. June Jones. Last, one more question. One more question. Start Dallas Goddard, by the way. One more question. Jonathan Taylor. DeAndre Swift. Deontay Foreman. Are you starting those three guys over Miles Sanders and Damian Pierce? No. I don't believe so. None of them? No. Um, Foreman, well, that's the problem. If Chuba misses practice on Wednesday and Thursday then I would probably start Foreman over Sanders. If Chuba's even a limited participant, then I'm starting Sanders, because I would definitely prefer Sanders to Foreman if Hubbard is back. Foreman will get more work than Sanders. And you're telling I, me... I would feel pretty good about that. And that Bengals run defense, I mean, y'all saw it on Monday. It's starting to dissipate a little bit. And you're telling me that you're starting Sanders and Pierce over Jonathan Taylor and DeAndre Swift? Yes. All right. Dave, hit the music. na 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 Shout out to Caleb Skaggs, Jeremy Deem, and John Broadbent. They are the leaders in the Fantasy Football Today Best Ball Invitational. Several hundred of our listeners and viewers participating in that. And those, those three are within six fantasy points of each other. You ready for I, some Fantasy Jeopardy? What, first, I have a question. Are you playing in the Fantasy Football Best Ball Invitational? I mean, it's a best ball, so I'm in it, yeah. You're in it. Why, why am I not in it? It, that's that's a great question. It was to benefit St. Jude. You, the, you were all supposed to be in it. Well, it's an invitational, which generally you were invited suggests an invitation. I don't believe remember receiving one. Yeah, we had you had a lot. You guys had a lot going on during that time. It was okay. right before the I draft. I would like to be in the best ball invitational next time. You will be in the best ball invitational. We raised Thank some good you. money for St. Jude. All right, we got to take a break. When we come back, we'll do fantasy jeopardy. We will go through the most traded list and read a few emails at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. We'll be right back after this. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This is Fantasy Jeopardy, the fantasy football game show that the host screws up every single week. We actually have four categories today, four categories, because one of them was just too fun to leave out. I want you guys to get a list of all NFL teams in front of you. I don't want you wasting 10 seconds thinking about your answers. I want teams in front of you. Okay. No I'm stats. NFL Can we just get a little clock in the bottom? We've only got a certain amount of time to answer. That we cannot do, but I will okay. try to keep it to five seconds per guess, we which could. is a lot long time. We actually have a clock in the top left. You could just look at that one. <laughs> I could do that, actually. <laughs> All right. With that being said, here are your rules. There are no penalties for wrong answers. You have to say your name to buzz in, and you must answer in the form of a question. You have four categories. Each one has a $200, $400, and $600 uh, answer. And there is a daily double that I'll make up as we go along. Okay. So <laughs> there is a daily double. Can you lose money on the daily double? No. You cannot. Oh, my, then it's a, So you should just risk everything double. you have. Yep, right. you can risk everything up. you have, yep. Okay. How much can you bid if you have zero when you get the daily double? Zero, right? So or no, or no, however, however much, I think however much it was worth, however much it was worth on the board. That's okay. fine. Yeah. That's okay. fair. Okay, your categories are football throwers, what's the catch, <laughs> advanced stats, and football movies. Football throwers, what's the catch, advanced stats, and football movies. Heath, you're wearing a CBS Sports hat. You get to go first. Board is yours. Uh, football throwers for 400, please, Adam. Tua Tungavailoa leads all qualified passers in yards per attempt, quarterback rating, and QBR. But it's this division rival who leads in yards per completion. Dave. Dave. Who is Josh Allen? <laughs> Dave. No, he, so you don't, you I, only I get one. You only get one okay, guess. I, I had to try. I didn't know if that Go was ahead, or not. I had to try. Um, yeah. Wow. That's helpful. Heath. Yeah. Um, who is Jacoby Myers? No. Who is Zach Wilson? I think I, 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 Zach Zach Wilson leads in yards per completion. Oh, he is okay. last in completion rate, but he is first in yards <laughs> of completion. Nobody gets the points. Heath, the board is still yours. Uh, that was a, a great question. Uh, football Answer. throwers for 200, please. This quarter, hard for us. This quarterback who has not had a bye leads the NFL in passing yards. Heath. Heath. Who is Joe Burrow? That is correct. Heath gets 200 points. All right, board is yours. Football throwers for 600, please. 
in his second year as a starting quarterback, this six foot one football thrower is the number seven quarterback on a per game basis. Heath. Heath. Who is Taylor Heineke? Dave, you better step it up because Heath has $800. Way to go, Heath. Taylor Heineke is number seven on a per game basis, averaging about 21 points per game. Our other categories what's the catch? Advanced stats and football movies. Sport is yours, Heath. What's the catch for $200? <laughs> he is third in catches among tight ends behind Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews. Heath. Heath. Who is Tyler Higby? Huh. Dave. Dave. Who is Zach Ertz? Hey, Dave is on the board. Tyler Higby is fourth. Five catches behind Zach Ertz. All right, Dave has 200. Heath has 800. Uh, we are okay. Go ahead, Dave. The board is yours. I would have guessed Higby too. Uh, football movies, two hundred, please. <laughs> football movies for two hundred. Mm. These two football movies are the only two that I can think of that have a Billy Bob. These two. Uh, <laughs> can we get one hundred if we guess one of them? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'll allow that. Uh, Heath. Heath. Friday Night Lights and We Are Marshall. On wrong? On both? I can't He's really not answering that. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Category's over. Heath, you did not answer in the form of the question. You were correct though. What are Friday Night Lights <laughs> and Varsity Blues? Friday okay. Night Lights has uh, I thought Varsity has Blues Billy Bob was one Thornton. Of them. Varsity Blues has a character named Billy Bob. And Thomas Schaefer was like jumping through his screen backstage as our producer because he knew the answer to that. Uh, what's the catch? Advanced stats, football movies. Dave, uh, board is still yours. Football movies, 400, please. According to Shane Falco, pain is temporary and chicks dig these. Heath. Heath. What is the long bowl? I am blanking on this. Pain is temporary, and chicks dig these. Chicks dig the long balls from Sports Center. I don't have an answer. What are scars? What are scars? Chicks dig scars. All right, Dave, board is yours. Football movie 600, Alex. Will Patton, the actor who plays the defensive coordinator Bill Yost in Remember the Titans, can be seen saving the world in this 90s adventure classic. Heath. Heath. What is Armageddon? Yeah! Way to go, Heath. All right, 600 more. So that's what? That's 1,400 for you and uh -huh. 200 for Dave. All right, Heath, we got what's the catch for four and 600, and we have advanced stats left. Heath. Okay, Heath. <laughs> <laughs> what's the catch? Me. 400. What's the catch for 400? This is the amount of wide receivers who have more catches than Austin Eckler's 53. Heath. Heath. Three. What is three? I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Yes. Heath gets the, the points there. 400 more for Heath. What does that give you now? 1,800. 1,800 to 200. This game is close to over. Um, all right. Close. Well, we haven't had the Daily Double yet. I got to make that as soon as Dave... No. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as Dave Go gets ahead, control just, of the let's board. Let's wrap this up. Uh, Heath, what's the catch or advanced stats? What's the catch for 600? Only Deontay Johnson has more catches without a touchdown than this NFC pass catcher. Oh, oh I freaking know. Heath. Dave. Heath. 
Who is Chris Godwin? <laughs> yeah, you yeah, you said it earlier, basically. Who is Chris Godwin? He has uh the second most catches without a touchdown behind. He really Deontay beat me Johnson. on that one? Yeah, he did. I with no question. All right, all right, all right. All right, uh advanced stats. I'm going to triple the point values so, here. Wait, I'm at twenty four hundred. No, 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 no. Correct. Let, uh, Heath deserves a <laughs> game. Twenty four hundred to two hundred, is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, go ahead, Heath. Advanced stats. Uh two hundred, please. Uh, the answer there is your daily double. And I can't lose money. Correct. So I'm going to go ahead and risk 2400 Okay. <laughs> How much uh, you have? 2600 And you get the first, you get the first right to uh, answer this one or, with a, or question this right. one. When he's not walking like an Egyptian, this guy leads all wide receivers with a minimum of 40 targets in fantasy points per target. Um, Heath. Yeah. Who is Gabe Davis? Dave, when he's not walking like an Egyptian, this guy leads all wide receivers with a minimum of 40 targets in fantasy points per target. Who is... Uh, who is ARSB? <laughs> no, it's uh, Tyler Boyd, a Bengal. Oh, my God, I was right. I knew what? it was a Bengal, and I'm sitting here thinking, well, it can't be Chase. Is it Higgins or Boyd? Uh, oh, Walk so Like close. an Egyptian so is a song close. by the Bengals. Yes. Okay. Bengals. Yeah. Okay. I knew where you were going with that hint. Let's do advanced stats for 400. Damn. A whopping 40% of this man's throws of 15 plus yards have been off target. The highest off target rate in Heath. the NFL. Heath. Who is Lamar Jackson? Correct. Lamar Jackson. And actually, if you look at that 15-plus air yard throws. Last year, he had the second highest off-target rate among quarterbacks. Only Sam Darnold was worse. Uh, but that is now, I think, like $3,000 for Heath and 2800 $2,800 and 200 for Dave. And finally, advanced stats for 600 Among running backs with 50 or more carries, this veteran running back is number one in explosive run rate, Number one in percentage of carries for five or more yards. Number one in percentage of carry. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Number one in percentage of carries for five Heath. or more yards. Number one in success rate and number one in yards before contact per carry. Heath. Who is Nick Chubb? Incorrect. Veteran oh. Dave. Dave. Who is Derrick Henry? Number one in explosive run rate, percentage of carries of five or more yards, success rate and yards before contact. Cordaro Patterson. Who is Cordero? <laughs> that was that. a great finish. Thank you, Heath. Congratulations. Uh, there's you. no that final awesome. Jeopardy, but uh, you you win anyway. All right. So and I don't think Ham's that bad. I don't know what what everybody's getting on to you about Ham. Yeah, I you know last night on the live stream I said that Ham was the best cold cut, and Schneier lost his mind. <laughs> and even if it's not the best cold cut, is it really like it's not that random or that controversial? No, it's just not an exotic cold cut. I did a Twitter poll here. Kind of standard. I I did a Twitter poll. Of these four, which is the best cold cut? Ham, salami, prosciutto, and turkey. Ham is in last place. So I'm a little disappointed in that. What do you think's in first place? Salami. Barely behind turkey. Turkey one, salami two, prosciutto. Like prosciutto to me is not a sandwich. It's a topping. Right, right, right. I agree. Uh, yeah. See, I, and that's the thing is, I like I said, I don't have a strong opinion on this. The my kids eat cold cuts, but I don't really. But the only cold cut that we generally have in the house, unless we're making a charcuterie board, is uh, <laughs> yeah. my kids don't eat ham, yeah. tur- cold turkey. 
Yeah, I mean, right, exactly. Yeah, ham's great, and actually, right. don't eat cold I, cuts. See, I would say that turkey's probably the most much? popular cold cut. But I don't know if that's the that means it's the best cold cut. It's it's such a blow when I found out how bad cold cuts are for you. I mean, they are like one of the worst things you can eat, and I ate them all the time. And they're the easiest lunch. It's really makes lunch very hard. Um, but I love ham, and the only I buy ham for my cat now because that's the only way I can g- give her her medicine. She'll only eat it with ham. So that's I go to the I go to the store. I'm like, could you give me a slice of ham? And that's uh, that's how how we roll. Um, all right. So most traded the boring list was Kareem Hunt, Brian Robinson, Tua Tagovailoa, Najee, James Robinson, Deontay Foreman, Raheem Mostert, Miles Sanders, Dak Prescott. I don't know. The interesting ones to me were DJ Moore. But buy, sell, hold DJ Moore. Hold. Yeah, I mean, if this trend of the opposing team's number one corner getting hurt the week before he plays him every week <laughs> continues, then I think he is a buy. I mean, I don't like to look at small sample size, but he is the number two wide receiver in fantasy over the last two weeks. <laughs> Uh, Aaron Jones. He's got to be either number one or number two in target share with Hopkins. In target share? Yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, Among qualifying receivers, there could be a receiver out there that's... Buy, sell, hold Aaron Jones. Weaseled his way ahead of that. Hold. 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 Buy, sell, hold Keenan Allen. Got a nice schedule coming up. What do you think? You can't sell him. You might as well drop him. You might as well say... Buy, drop, drop hold. So drop Keenan Allen? No, no, I'm not saying to drop him, but it, you can't sell him. Who's going to give you anything for Keenan Allen right now? Hold. Yeah. Let me ask you this about Keenan Allen. Do you think he's going to be a must-start player when he plays? In PPR, I think he can get back there to a degree, like a low-end number two receiver. I have no reason to have any confidence about his health, and that's really my only concern. Right, and listen... He actually looked good at the start of last week's game, or the last time he played. It wasn't last week. And then by the second quarter, he was he was slowing down. So something wasn't right with him. And I don't, I don't expect that he's probably going to practice on Wednesdays anymore. So I wouldn't make too big a deal out of that. I don't believe he practiced on Monday either. But he did not. Thursday, if he doesn't practice, I'm just going to expect Josh Palmer is going to be a top 20 wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Uh, buy, sell, hold DeAndre Swift. I think I'd sell. You can still get something for him, the but problem, I don't know. I don't know if I. I don't know if I like it. I, I think I'd probably lay on on hold. The 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 problem for me, and I listen. I was the DeAndre Swift guy last year, and I do think when he's right, his talent's incredible. Mm-hmm. But he has one game this season with more than ten touches. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. he's not a full-time player currently. He Unfortunately, he's a guy whose value could change instantly. If he goes out and has 15 touches next week, then, you know, then we're going to love him. I, I would we guess Dave would it. say, then you're definitely selling, right? Right, because Why? the very next week he could, you know, play 12 snaps and get hurt and he's out for four weeks. Or he only gets that, 10 touches even after every game right. where he has 15. There's not going to be will, that consistency yeah. with him. Go ahead, Heath. I was going to say, it is possible, like to your point, he could just have a stretch where he plays 10 straight games and is fine. We've learned again about trying to predict running back injuries and the futility of that. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, that's DeAndre sure. Swift we're talking about. Buy, sell, hold, Devontae Adams. Hold if not buy. I'm not buying. I would sell at a top five wide receiver price. I would hold if it's cheaper than that. I'm buying. I I don't see anything wrong with Devontae Adams. You know, he does have three games with 36 or fewer yards, so that is bad. But I really think he was sick last week. I, I would love to get a little confirmation of this. I mean, I know he was well, sick. I know he had the flu. I, I just don't know. Or you know, I'm pretty sure he had the flu. He had flu-like symptoms. I, I don't know how much line also him. have the flu because they did no favors for that offense. It doesn't really matter. Whatsoever. He can still be good. You know, I'm, he's he can still be good. He can still, be, good, he can still I, be great. Uh, he can he still be can great. Be, he can have great games. I mean, he's look. He's been a, a star for, for a, a lot of weeks. He has three games with a hundred. With he has four games with ninety-five or more yards at a seven. So um, I don't know. I'm buying Devontae Adams, but all right, uh, Travis Etienne, buy, sell, hold. Hold. Bye. Rest of season, Adams or Etienne? Etienne. Mm, yeah, I think you've got to say Etienne. Zeke, buy, sell, hold. You can't sell him for anything. Hold. Well, you, you could, I'm not buying him, but you could make the case to buy him. People, what would that case be? Well, people don't really like him. People want a different reality, right? People want power to take over, but Jerry Jones is the coach of that team. And Jerry Jones has said that it's Zeke's team, basically. So you still could, like, look, we already laid out why Dak is a sell high, right? It's going to be a very good schedule for the running backs going forward. And that really could mean very consistent must-start production for Zeke. It may not be the prettiest. It may not be the most explosive. I'm not buying him because I just think there's too much of a chance of him getting re-injured. He's too old. He's not nearly as good as Pollard. So I, but I could easily see a scenario where he is a, you know, right around RB12 rest of season because he's scoring every other week and he's getting you, you know, 70 total yards uh, consistently. Uh, okay. Uh, Dalvin Cook, <laughs> buy, sell, hold. <laughs> hold. Or buy. Hold or buy. Yeah, I mean, can't, ha- can't ask for a much more consistent workload. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, buy, sell, hold. You can try and buy now. I'd prefer you wait a week, but I would I would land on buy. Jonathan I Taylor. have no idea. Like his possible perceived value for an individual, the range is so wide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is like he could be valued anywhere from a top four running back to a Low end number two. Sure. So, like, that's where I think I need to make a clarification. I don't want to buy him as a top four running back. I don't even want to buy him as a top 12 running back. Right. But I know that there are people who have Jonathan Taylor who won't get rid of him unless you pay that price. They might change their tune after another game with 14 or fewer PPR points this week. Adam's request was two must-start players, two guys I would never think about benching. Yeah, I'll tell you my offers if you'd like. Please. So, I got... One that's definitely a no. Terry McLaurin and Dawson Knox for Jonathan Taylor. Uh, Agreed. One that I'm Shame considering. that person. What's their name? <laughs> no. Uh, one that I'm considering. Up. Deontay Foreman and Michael Pittman for Jonathan Taylor and Jeff Wilson. I'm probably going to say no. What league is that in? This is our 14-team podcast league. I'm going to go see if I can make an offer. And one that's Josh Palmer and Curtis Samuel for Jonathan Taylor, and that's a no. The middle offer isn't is maybe even an overpay 
right now. I think it is. What was the middle offer? Foreman uh, and Pittman. Foreman and Pittman for Jonathan Taylor Half and PPR. Jeff Wilson, though. Yeah, but Jeff Wilson's a, a throw-in. Probably, but, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I don't like Foreman as much as you guys do, and it is full PPR. But You almost said use guys. Use guys. Use guys. <laughs> So I'm I'm hoping to get a better offer, but if I were to accept one, it would be that one. Uh, Cortland Sutton, buy, sell, hold. Hold. Sell. Hmm. I'm going to say buy Sutton because some people really just think he's absolute trash, and I think he could be a usable wide receiver rest of season. I think there will still be some good weeks. You know, I, I don't. For example, I wouldn't drop Cortland Sutton. I don't know what I'd give up for him. Would I give up um, Michael Pittman for him? I, Probably not. I wouldn't drop him. I'd give up Josh Palmer for Cortland Sutton if somebody needs a wide receiver this week. Well, of course you would. Everybody would. Mm. I, yeah. All right. But if, if you Sutton or Brandon Cooks rest of season. Sutton. Sutton. Sutton or Christian Kirk rest of season. Kirk. Yeah, Kirk. I'll say Sutton. All right, let's finish with a quick round of emails, lightning round of emails here from Ernesto. Would you trade Cousins or Brady for Tua? Both. If you're going to pick one, who would it be? Cousins. Rest of season, you trade. Cousins I would rank them. Uh, I'd probably. Am I putting Brady ahead of Tua? I don't know if I... I don't think I have to. I think I'd rank them Tua, Brady, Cousins. Okay, next one from our number one fan in Paris. Paris. Bonjour. Yeah. Would you trade CeeDee Lamb for Travis Etienne? Yep. Yes, to get Etienne, yes. Yeah. From Jared, how do we feel about Leonard Fournette this season? Would you consider... Rest of season. Would you consider trading Fournette with something for a high-end wide receiver? Excuse me. If you can pull it off, sure. I'm getting a little nervous that he could lose some playing time. Yeah. Um, as he bad as Fournette has been, Rashad White has 30 carries this year. He's averaging three yards per carry. He's a long of 11 yards. But we did see mm-hmm. Rashad White play in the in like the six-minute drill when they were trailing. Uh, and then Fournette came in for the goal line touchdown. I feel better about Fournette still in PPR. Um, it's kind of mm-hmm. like Mixon. Sure. Like they're low-end number one running backs because of volume. And- yeah. I think the volume will stay. Fournette or Foreman rest of season? Fournette. Fournette for sure for me. This week it's Fournette. From Peter, grade the trade. Give up Sutton and Kareem Hunt. Get Christian Kirk and Cordaro Patterson. Woohoo! I like it. That's a win. Do it. Yep. Yeah, that's an A. We think Cordero's coming back this week. Sean from India is in a 10 team PPR league with deep rosters, 20 rosters. Uh, it's not super flex though. Gave up DJ Moore, got DeAndre Swift. He's seven and one. It's fine. I like the upside type. And, and uh, yeah, for anybody who was DMing me earlier about how DJ Moore run their season, this guy's seven and one with DJ Moore. Hmm. Eat it, eat it. Um, <laughs> All right, grade the trade. Grade the trade. More for Swift. B minus. It's a square deal. Uh, this is from Andrew. I need a Giants fan's help. Trade away my Tua and Ramondre Stevenson for Saquon Barkley, and he still has Jalen Hurts. Oh, you need a Giants fan to tell you this was a good deal? <laughs> I bet Stevenson's been better than Barkley over the last five weeks. Maybe. I almost guarantee that, actually. 
I would do this deal. I would I would do the I would get the running back upgrade. Mm-hmm. Trade works for both teams, I'd say. Okay. Thanks for watching and listening, everybody. Heath, congratulations on your Fantasy Jeopardy championship. Yes, congrats, Heath. It feels good. Um, Got me all primed up for Name That Player coming up on CBS Sports Mm. HQ at noon Eastern. How'd you do with that last week? Ofer. Ooh, you wow. Never, you, you're never Ofer at Name That Player. I've gone Ofer twice this this year. There, there's there's some new, some new uh, things happening with the clues. <laughs> Try to make it a little more competitive. Uh, guess it's worth it. not worth Thanks, everybody. Have a good one. We'll talk to you tomorrow. It's starter sit for the AFC home games on Fantasy Football today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.